beautiful is, the most beautiful oak wood from the trees of North Carolina. I was one time at a Starbucks in northwestern Oregon. It was raining a slight drizzle. The trees were so green, and it was just, it was so great. I was watching Kareem Abdul Jafar. He had a sky that reminded me of, 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 the, of the tower in Seattle. It was just so beautiful. What's up, everybody? We are live on Twitter. You are looking at the kicker, and I am joined by the outlaw. What is up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Got me some retweets going on. We are glad to be back for another episode of the kicker and the outlaw. I don't hear myself in my headphones, so this should go very smooth today. Absolutely, absolutely. Could not hear yourself in the headphones because you start talking like this <laughs> to get us to queue up. Oh yeah. So it's good, it's good. I don't hear any any reverb, so I can talk normally and get into some of these hot takes. Some of the uh, I guess takes that the national media's already been beaten to death, but we'll put our own little spin on it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we will be getting into some top five this week. We will be getting into LeBron James passing Michael Jordan. That's kind of a thing. It's kind of important. Uh, the disaster that is the Los Angeles Lakers uh, do a NBA standing bounce around and then finish up with some AB and other NFL news. Sounds good. I mean, one thing before we get started. Uh, so my wife has works at a call center. I'm not going to tell you which call center she works at because all of like 600 people that have listened to us on Twitter in the last week might be crazy people. And then, yeah, don't call my wife and harass her. But um, anyways, so because of that, we get free direct TV. So I'm trying to get her to, she's like, oh, I need to get that set up. And I'm like, yeah, like college basketball, March Madness is coming up. And she looked at me, and I said, look, I'm just saying. I mean, it's free. So, so yeah, I need, I need to get into some of that so I know exactly know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying, but I am saying at the same time, if that makes any sense. Do what? You said you're not saying oh, yeah, what you're yeah, saying yeah. at the same time, if that makes any sense. But, yeah. Yeah, code. Yeah. yeah. If you're married, you get what we're saying. If you're not married, then... You're over 30. Well, you're probably 30. Just kidding. You just haven't found that lovely woman or man yet. So, all right. You want to get into this top five? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it is a top five of NBA scores. We came up with this because of LeBron James now passing Michael Jordan, which we'll talk about that later. But we were talking about the top five basically unguardable scores of all time. Not maybe not the top five, maybe not our, just some of our favorites. There we go. There we go. So I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to kick it off because I'm the time. kicker. This is all time. Oh yeah, not just in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah, you kick off. I, Speaking. I've heard of the second half. <laughs> Even though we're talking about the NBA, but uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I lose the tip on purpose. <laughs> alright, alright, I feel you, I feel you. But, uh, 
get into all that, make sure you go to Thrive Fantasy and use the promo code KICKEROUTLAW, all caps. Use our promo code, get you a discount on your first uh, what's deposit. There we go. There's a word I need. Deposit. Put your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code KICKEROUTLAW, all caps. Now, let's get into this. My number five. I'm going to give you my overall, first overall pick. I'm not going to give you an easy out. Number five would have to be Larry Bird. Larry Bird is very underrated when the GOAT discussions come up. But that boy was cold. That dude could shoot it. He put it on the deck. I even mentioned last week when we were talking about uh, ball handlers. He was very underrated with his ball handling skills. Go watch the video. Back in the 80s. Oh, my. He was cold. What did he win? Like three straight MVPs? Yeah, like he was. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was three straight. I know him and Magic and Moses Malone were all winning in there. And they threw Dr. J in there one year. So it was just kind of a toss up between those four guys who was going to win the MVP. Um, now, real quick, are we doing five each? Oh, yes. Okay, awesome. That's what I thought. All right. I, I made a longer list, just you know, that way when you steal some of mine, I can eliminate them, vice versa. Yeah, Bird, uh, Bird's very underrated because later in his career, he, uh, you know, he had the bad back, so he became more of a three-point shooter. But Bird was freaking nasty, dude. I mean, watching watching some of the tape, I mean, he was. This is why I think LeBron. We'll get to that in another segment. But this is why I think LeBron should be compared more to Magic and Bird, just because of their skill sets, position they play. Whereas LeBron's, LeBron wasn't a guard, so, I mean, Bird could play like a guard, Bird could play like a power forward, Bird could play like a point guard. He was awesome. And when he was on, and, and the thing about Bird is he never really had to be that huge volume scorer just because they were so well coached. But if he needed to, I mean, he was, I mean, think about it. The Celtics withstood that incredible, ridiculous series that Jordan had his second year in the league where he averaged 45 for the series. And there's a reason that they got swept because Larry Bird was just so good. Oh yeah, Larry Bird was super cold. Like I went back recently. The reason he's so fresh on my mind is because I went back and watched that Lakers Celtics uh, documentary on ESPN Plus or whatever. I hate to talk much, but I mean, check it out. I mean, it's pretty awesome. As I forgot to cut screens, but uh. It kind of re I, like I forgot that Bill Walton won a championship with the Celtics in the eighties. Like yeah, that, I did too. That's very I forgot. I was like, oh, I saw him and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he got that. I forgot. I forgot he even won a championship. Like I forgot he even was a Celtic. <laughs> uh, Bill Walton actually won two championships. He uh, he won one with Portland. Um, I knew when, that it was it, like in the, but I, I, I'm with you. I forgot that he played with the Celtics until someone was bringing it up and all the great players, and they were like, "Yeah, Bill Walton." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Bill Walton did go to the Celtics." Just off key, that dude would have been so good in the NBA if he hadn't got hurt. Oh yeah, you know his stature, beautiful. He had his he had his sky look like Kareem. I knew you. I knew you were gonna go there with that stuff. Alright, so let me bring up my number five. 
I'm going to throw, since you went old school, I'm going to go old school. Iceman George Gervin. Oh. San Antonio Spurs back in the day. I did some research on him before we brought up his top five. And, dude, basically, when Kevin Durant came into the league, and this is not a sh- this was not a shot at Kevin Durant. It was a compliment because he was so skinny coming out of Texas. They, he reminded people of George Sherman because he was also a, a lanky guy that could just score from anywhere on the court. Now, obviously, Kevin Durant has ascended way past that. that and that kudos to, to KD. Um, but yeah, George Durbin, San Antonio Spurs, I mean, they called him the Ice Man for a reason, just ice cold, he could score from anywhere. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know that the dude was cold. Oh, yeah. He so was... that's really all I got on him. Oh, yeah. I've heard the name. I haven't done as much, like, uh, research or really know, but I've, I mean, I've seen the stats. I mean, he was ridiculous. Uh, so that's your first, right? Yeah, well, my number five. five. Yeah. All right, number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dude that I can't leave off this list. Just in my right mind, if we're talking about favorites, Dirk Nowitzki. Just a gonna go down as one of the best scorers, let alone one of the best seven foot scorers of all time. One of the most unguardable scores, because this is where this all came from, was the ability to be guarded. I mean, at seven foot, the one step fade away. A lot of players have started adapting. Kevin, Dur- speaking of Kevin Durant, he even does his in with Kevin Durant at six eleven, seven feet. When he does that kind of lean back fade away, I mean, it's unguardable when he's on. And you're not gonna block a shot. Oh yeah. Well. I'm glad you said that because there was a guy on YouTube that was posting, um, he posted a video about Dirk, and he was going through basically Dirk's career and his playoff career, and, and I was watching clips of Dirk early in his career, and I forgot that Dirk, because all people remember is a step back, like, kick, um, high arching three that nobody could guard, but people forgot Dirk early in his career could take you off the dribble at seven foot two and dunk on you. Like, people forgot about that, that Dirk. Welcome back, Train, of course, that time. <laughs> the, the Train in Arkadelphia is always coming through. Yeah, Dirk's a good pick. He was, I mean, if he got that, that lean back leg kick, I mean, you just, there's no way you could guard that. And he was so good at it. And he was an immaculate free throw shooter. Um, very, Dirk's so underrated, it's ridiculous, just because I think that the finals in 06 and then the first round exit in 07, was like, oh, dirt soft, dirt soft. And then this guy showed a video of, like, so in all of Dirk's playoff series, every single one of those teams was a 50-win team except for, like, three of them. And he was having to go through, like, the Jazz at the end of the Carl Malone era. He was having to go through the Sonics, having to go through the Thunder, the Lakers, the Spurs. And people forget that that's also when the NBA had that stupid rule that – so, in 2005-2006 season, the Mavericks had the second-best record in the Western Conference. Do you know what seed they were? No, I didn't. They were the fourth seed because the NBA had that. You had to be a division winner. <sighs> so, like, there were two teams that had went in the 40s, so they had to play San Antonio in the second round. And they ended up beating them, of course, but had, like, that, 
they lost home court in the first round because they weren't a division winner, which in the NBA makes no sense. I get it in football, but in the NBA, it's like, come on, dude. I mean, the divisions aren't equal. Anyways, uh, uh, my number four – oh, I need to write mine down. My number four, I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, for all the reasons that people dislike Carmelo – now because of like oh he takes too many mid-range jumpers and he dribbles the ball too much and but that was what made Carmelo great that was Carmelo was unstoppable I mean he could pull up a three and beat you he could uh hit you from the elbow the mid-range jumper game was on point that's why he took them because he was so good at it he could take you on the block he could drive and I mean say what you want about him overall as a player as a scorer I mean he was one of the best we've seen. He tortured people in the Olympics. Um, and that's why Carmelo is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's in the top 15 all-time in scoring. He would have moved up that list had this year and last year not happened. And so my, that's my, my number four is Carmelo. I mean, that's a really that's a really good one. And obviously people aren't going to see it on the all-time scoring list because he's not going to play enough games. But when man, when he was in Denver and then early years in New York, he was virtually unguardable when he was on. Because if he was hitting that corner, not corner, but that uh, wing three, then you're gonna step out on him, and then you put it on the deck and go bite. And then he could play you kind of mid post, kind of kind of like Kobe. So I mean, he was one of those where it was like, where do you want him to beat you? Do you want him, do you want to just make him a three point shooter? If he was on. Sorry. So you just kind of had to pick your poison with him, and he just kind of, I think his mentality wore out on him. Like, he just doesn't want to be one of those, hey, I'm going to be a 10, 15-point scorer off the bench. No. He was always, he, he, was, he, he was built to be the number one guy. Um. And he had the talent to do it. I mean, there's a reason he won a national championship as a freshman. I mean, it's hard to win the NCAA tournament, but when your best player is a freshman, and this is right, this was the year that LeBron was in high school. And so you weren't this, you weren't seeing true freshmen leading people to titles like you are now because the teams are full of them, right? And so, yeah, so my number four is Carmelo. That's a good one. So far, I have Bird, Dirk, okay. Let me give you another one. Number three, uh, Kobe Bryant. His my one of my favorite moves he does is technically a Jordan move, I guess. His little where he back you down mid range around the free throw line, fake one way and spin and turn fade the other way. It was it was that was virtually unguardable because then he'd hit you with the up and under if you'd start guessing that he was going to hit the fadeaway. You jump into it and he hit you with the up and under and get the hand one every time and it's just like it would frustrate a lot of people. And then I mean of course Kobe was the eight Kobe was so cold bro like some of the sickest dunks I've ever seen. Some people forget about that. 
little sideways, dunking like this, where his body's almost parallel. I think yeah. Kobe was a monster, especially number eight Kobe, twenty-four Kobe. But I mean, he did. His career resembled Jordan so much because they had around the same age they adapted their game. So like once they stopped being the super high flying players, that their games kind of moved a little more outside or more of like posting you up in the block. So, oh Kobe, when he was on, he was literally unstoppable. It's, I mean, there's a reason he has an 81 point game. He has a 63 point game in three quarters against the Mavericks. Um. So, I mean, if you just watch Kobe, I mean, and that's why like people love that last 60-point game of his career because that fourth quarter kind of reminded people of that. Oh, yeah. And the thing about Kobe is it wasn't like when Steph or KD or Harden go for 60 where they're getting all at the free throw line or three-point line. He was a mid-range player. Like, I mean, yeah, he could step out and hit that three, but – he he killed you in the mid range, like you better have someone who could guard, or he was either gonna take you to the rack, pull up, or if you doubled, he could pass. He was Kobe was a much better passer than people give him credit for. But because later in his oh, yeah, career, later in his career, he just was like, you know what, I'm gonna score regardless. Just taking out, kind of on Well, and then he looked around at Shaq left to go look at who was on that team. He's like, pass for what? Exactly. I mean, like, pass for what and to who? He said that. He said the interview. He said it like, you want me to pass the ball at least, Mush Barker? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, that was good. So, who's your number three? I'm so glad you didn't take him already. Uh, Tracy McGrady. Oh, uh, all right. I was thinking about it when I picked Kobe. I was hoping you were going to pick Kobe or one of those guys because, man, Tracy McGrady was one of my favorite players ever um, in Oregon because he was in Toronto and then he went to work for Orlando and then he went to Houston and then he kept not being able to get out of the first round, but he was averaging like 28, 30 points in the series. And because they kept losing to the Utah Jazz in the first round with the Darren Williams Utah Jazz. And yeah. uh, and so I always just loved the way just a pure scorer, able to shoot, make course you get dunked. Just, and, and, he, and he just scored, it seemed effortless with T-Mac. And then, of course, you know, slam dunk contest, BSB and Vince Carter's cousin. Just an exciting player. Just the saddest bat gave out him at the end because Tracy McGrady – I think could have been one of the top five all-time scorers in the NBA. And just, like I said, just silky smooth, just super, like, love him as an analyst now. But T-Mac, T-Mac was that dude. Yeah. Have you seen the interview with, I think it was him and Kobe, where they were talking about the whole Harden thing and all this stuff. It's pretty good. Like, he goes on talking about who is – hardest to play against and they both say each other and then it was it was funny because they're like do you think you could play today like they were talking about somebody maybe Carmelo or something they're like yeah I could go play like 15 minutes cool but that's I don't want to like I'm not trying to (laughs) go out here and chill and just score a little bit if I want to come back I'm gonna come back playing and they're like yeah I ain't doing that I'm too old for that Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm not coming back just to, you know, ride the coattails. I mean, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play 
significant amount. I mean, it's, it's too much. It's too long of a season to come back if you're not all the way in. And and if your role is going to be super diminished. I mean, that's why – I think that's why Ray Allen never came back. I think he's just like, oh, I already got championships with two different teams. Like, what else is there for me to do? Yeah. It'd be like, different. why am I going to come back to – yeah. It'd be different if, like, those dudes didn't have championships. Like, if Tracy – if it would have been like within like a year or two of him retiring, he might have thought of it. But now it's like so far gone. Kobe's just like, I got five chips. I mean, I don't really care. I know where I am in legacy. It's not like LeBron where he's chasing a ghost. Like, well, Tracy did do that. He he played for San Antonio and then he got hurt and wasn't able to like finish out the year. And he had like a very and that's kind of when he was just like, Nah, I'm done. I have to look that up real quick, and make sure I'm not talking out of my butt, but. Um, why are you looking that up? I know. Go ahead. What? No, no. Go ahead. I, I was just typing this in. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, I will go ahead and give you my number two. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain. That's I mean, cheating, but okay. How was that cheating? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Will. There's a reason that most people would say all stats, all scoring stats should say any uh, number, number best scoring game ever outside of Wilt. Like just put Wilt in the record books and then let everybody else hold records that aren't Wilt. Like James Harden might have the best season, not named Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Even, yeah. even though he's still slightly behind Michael, but what I'm saying is, like, I think there needs to be, like, most points in a game, Kobe Bryant. Like, there should be a separate record book scoring-wise that doesn't include wheelchairs. Rebounds, too. Like, that should <laughs> He was just so r- ridiculous. Couldn't really guard anybody, but he was a great rebounder and a great scorer. Uh, real quick, Tracy McGrady went to Atlanta. They're in those... Uh... Miami Heat, LeBron years. So I, I was off on that. I, I could have. There was somebody else that went to the Spurs and tried to jump on a playoff, but I don't remember who it was. But anyways, yeah, go back. Oh, uh, 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 Stevenson. What's his name? Was part of the brawl in Detroit. Stephen Jackson. Yeah, there we go. I said Stevenson. Stephen Jackson. Well, he, he had the ring with them early, and then he went back late. I remember him. So, yeah. anyways, anyway, not important. I was, I was off base there. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Wilt. 100-point game. 100 points in a game. And so I went back and looked. I was like, so how many points were they scoring? I mean, they were still only averaging like 118 points a game or something average for the league. I'm like, 100 points in a game? Like, bro. I don't even I don't even know what to say. Like, he was just a prolific scorer, and he it wasn't he wasn't shooting three. Just think about how many free throws and field goal attempts he probably had. Yeah, but he was unstoppable in that era. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, he obviously wasn't that unstoppable because he has one championship. So, you know why? Or one or two championships. He has like one with the Lakers and like one with the. Uh, 
warriors or whatever, whatever they were called. Yeah. But do you know why? Bill Russell. Okay, thank you. Bill Russell and the Celtics. <laughs> Same reason the logo has uh, him. They had him, Elgin Baylor, Wilt, and still only won one championship, and they didn't even beat. The, and it wasn't. It was a year the Celtics didn't make the finals in the six seventies. The one year that they. He's got two championships. One in. Oh, yeah, he won that one in, what, 75? Uh, 72. 72. And then he won one in 67 with Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I'm so confused about this. Oh, because he was with the Warriors and then went to the Sixers and then went to the Lakers. Cause he, he played in Philadelphia twice. Oh, yeah. One, one of them was with the Warriors franchise. Yeah, Wilt, Wilt's cool. So let me go on and give you my number two. Allen Iverson. Little man with a big heart, um, won a scoring title and an MVP, went to the finals. AI was, I mean, that's pretty much a lot of what he did. But I mean, just the, he could hit you with the step back. He could obviously drive on you, cross you over. He crossed over Jordan, you know, that story. And so AI just as a scorer, just to me, one of the more dominant scorers as a little guy. And... I owned his shoes, uh, the, the, the AIs, the Iverson threes. And so I loved watching him play. I didn't like how his career career ended, but, I mean, people have to understand you're looking at a guy that the superstar of the league, and now you're asking him to come off the bench and play 15 minutes a game. That's hard for a lot of guys. I agree. I mean, he averaged twenty. He averaged twenty six point seven points for his career. Oof. So averaged over thirty four different times. So he averaged twenty. But there's a stretch from ninety nine to two thousand and eight where he averaged twenty six, twenty eight, thirty one, thirty one, twenty seven, twenty six, thirty, thirty three, twenty six, thirty one, twenty four, twenty six, and then that's and yeah. With an all-star, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 years in a row as an all-star. Wow. That's that's crazy. And and still average six point and still average six. The thing is, they're like, Iverson never passed the ball. He still averaged 6.2 for his career and averaged over seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times he averaged over seven assists. I led the league in steals three years in a row. But I know we're just talking about scoring. And so, um, let's see, where's his field goal? Yeah, it wasn't a very good, I mean, very low field goal percentage. But, I mean, just a score. I mean, just put on the earth to score the basketball. So, that is my number two. These number one are going to be fun. So, we're down to one pick each. All right. I'm going to go new school. I was going to pick one of the old schools. But I'm going to leave you with those two. I'm going to go new school with probably my favorite player to watch that's not on my team. That would have to be one Steph Curry. Oh. Man, when that dude, when he's in heat check mode, ain't nobody in the world, ain't nobody in the world, including Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, guarding him. Bro, they're going to kill us. Why? 
because we fix an elite. We're, we think going to have 10 top scorers of all time, and NJ's not going to be on the list. Well, that's cool. That's cool. We could call like the our top five, not including Michael Jordan, because that's just too easy. I mean, duh. I didn't want to put MJ or LeBron on this list because we were going to talk about him in the next segment. So it's like everybody not lame LeBron. Yeah, or... I mean, and LeBron's not on my list either, so it should be. But anyways, um, Steph Curry. Oh yeah, top five handles I've ever seen. Uh, one of the best shooters I've ever seen. And when you combine those two, it's so ridiculous. And he's such a quick release that it's not fair at all. And especially when he making them crazy shots. Oh, remember the shot against OKC oh, in the regular season when they had Kevin Durant? All right, so it's a tie game. He gets, I think, a rebound or something. Dribbles up the left side, shoots from like 45 feet pull up. Buckets game over. I'm like, he's probably the best shooter, if it not in the NBA right now, like of all time. And you're just gonna let him just walk into a 45 footer, like he ain't gonna nail that wide open. It'd be different if he. Yeah, I mean it's. It'd be different if like you know it's Steph Curry. Like, it'd be different if you had a hand in his face and he had to hit a runner. But y'all let him basically pull up and shoot a jumper. I remember the game. I don't remember who it was against, but I, I remember seeing the same thing. I'm just like, okay, like, why'd y'all think that was a good idea? You gotta at least like try to distract him. I mean, he, I mean, because you know he shoots up in practice, so that's ridiculous. We're gonna wrap this segment up with my number one, Kevin Durant. Just six eleven, seven foot, whatever you want to call him, pure scorer, pull up from. I mean. He doesn't have Steph range, but he damn near has Steph range. Can take you off the dribble, can shoot, can pull up. I mean, with his height, I mean, it's just the only person that can beat Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. And, yes, we left Michael off the list, but at least we gave y'all um, ten people that weren't named Michael Jordan or LeBron. Because, honestly, I would I would have LeBron in my top five or top ten scorers of all time. But we'll get to that when we talk about um, MJ and LeBron here in a minute. But, yeah, Kevin Durant, to me, is just one of the most pure – and I know I've said this about all these guys, but a lot of – like, Mike Carmelo, T-Mac, and Kevin Durant are all very similar players, and George Gervin. Um, Just super long guys that can shoot, that can put it on the deck, that can get to the rim. I mean, Kevin Durant shoots that three-pointer in the finals over LeBron with the hand in his face. I mean – People are like, oh, that's the minute that KD became better than LeBron. And I'm like, all right, cool. LeBron played the best defense he could. Kevin Durant just hit a great shot. I mean, kudos to KD. And I think KD would be one of the most beloved players of all time if he'd get off this anti-media nonsense. But so in conclusion, I had number one, Kate. I mean, I'll start from five. So my five was George Durbin. Four was Carmelo. Three was T-Mac, two was AI, and number one was KD. And then your five were Bird, Dirk, Kobe, Wilt, and Steph. Your team would destroy my team. Because my I, team would never pass the ball. I think I just listed the starting five. 
Didn't I? Maybe. What? Uh, if you want to put Dirk would be, yeah, you did. <laughs> so Accidental. You 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 would you would you would Bird at small forward, Dirk at power forward, Kobe at shooting guard, Will at center, Steph at point guard. Me on the other, and I have small forward, small forward, small forward, small forward, and a point guard. I will say one thing: we ain't guard nobody. Oh no 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 no! Like Kevin Durant, like your best defender <laughs> is probably Bird, yeah, and slash Kobe, and mine's Kevin Durant. Them other three dudes in my, them other four dudes in my team ain't playing no defense. <laughs> That's why we say greatest scores. This, this would be this would this would be an awesome video game matchup. Which, um, you've got one two, like all your dudes are going to the Hall of Fame. I think all my dudes will too, but I got <laughs> my team's a bunch of head cases. Oh, yeah, I'm going to definitely have to steal a little thing from uh, Scout Team Radio and do a poll. Like, we're going to list our teams and be like, who wins in, a, in five on five? What team wins? Right. And obviously, like, we kind of picked these on the fly, too. Like, I at least did. I, I wrote down a bunch of guys that marked them out as you picked them. We didn't even have James Harden on the list. Oh. So he was the only one. Like, MJ I, and Harden are the two. Yeah, but it's hard because like you when you bring up Kobe, it's like I I was like, well, I didn't want to list a bunch of shooting guards because that's their job is to score. So it's like I was trying to think of dudes with like. Yeah, well, to me. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have to not look at your screen because I keep thinking you're pausing, but it's a little bit of a lag. I can hear you perfectly in the headphones. Yeah, like, I think what you're saying is I didn't want to pick a bunch of shooting guards because that takes away from, like, the top five shooters of all time if we end up doing that. My thing is um, I, I, always, I try to pick my list based on guys that could score multiple ways, which AI just – I couldn't leave him off there because without him being a scorer, he wouldn't be in the league, so – I think the only person on my list where I just was like, all right, he's he's technically a shooter, but everybody else was there just scorers. I mean, yeah, Dirt's a shooter, but earlier in his career, he was a scorer. Like, he averaged like... Yeah, no, I think you have a good list. I think I saw a stat on Twitter earlier today. He averaged 36 and 15 in a series against Minnesota. Against Minnesota. They had Kevin. Uh, they had Kevin Garnett. <laughs> well, we also named a top five, and only one of those guys is currently in the top five all-time scoring, and that would be Kobe. Yeah. Because right now the list is Kareem one, uh, Malone two, Kobe three, LeBron four, and Jordan five. And Jordan's going to pass Kobe next year. And we'll we'll get to that because I've got some we got some numbers to see. I was trying to see if how high LeBron could finish, whether if he could get to, if he could pass Kareem. But, yeah, we'll get to that in the next segment or whenever, whatever segment we do that. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is the Kicker and the Outlaw on the Rehab Sports Guys Network and Twitter. And we are going to talk to you about LeBron James passes Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list last night. 
He had 31 points. Got it on kind of a <laughs> non-historic play, a nice little and one. It would have been nice if LeBron could have got it on a little step back or a breakaway dunk or something like that. Just happens you can't plan it out. So did he pass him on the shot or on the free throw? I believe he passed him on the shot. Okay. Because how crazy would that have been if he would have had to hit a free throw to pass Jordan and he would have missed it and it'd be like, oh, LeBron's not clutch, no clutch gene. He can't even hit a free throw to pass MJ. Oh my gosh. Jesse hates Michael, even though he has a Michael Jordan hat on. <laughs> All these kids who didn't even watch Michael Jordan play growing up, like get out of here. Like if you've never been, if you've never been to a church camp and was watching a game to see if Jordan can score thirty to you know win the scoring title, and your youth minister come in and you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching Jordan drop twenty eight in the first quarter on the Knicks, and he's like, but we got service, and I'm like, but it's MJ. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. So, yeah, I had the Michael Jordan North Carolina throwback, like the, like the seventy five dollar one, like the like the the game edition one with the baby blue Jordan sweatpants and the baby blue Jordan hat and the Jays. Yeah, like, you just you just don't like Jordan. I'm like, okay. I've I've owned more pairs of Jordans than LeBron has rings. Oh, hit him with it! Hit him with it, Jesse. But aren't you from Akron? I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, 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 and I love LeBron. But, I mean, come on, dude. At this point, I think that the... First off, congratulations for LeBron passing Michael. We all knew it was going to happen. He's going to pass Kobe. That's going to suck. Like, we're not talking about... I'm not talking about on this show about... Actually, you know what? I will talk about LeBron passing Kobe, and I will break down all the ways that Michael, that LeBron James is an overall better basketball player than both Kobe and Michael. Now, when you talk about the GOAT, listen, Michael was just a different animal, was built different. Um, can you imagine if LeBron James punched one of his teammates in the face in practice, what the world would turn into? And so, oh, by the way, for you uh, Michael Jordan fans, who don't know that, yeah, he did it to Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, while they were teammates in Chicago. Great accomplishment. Um, I still think Jordan's the GOAT just because of the totality of the career. And Jordan was actually shot a very high percentage from the field. He did shoot a lot. Didn't have a lot of help early in his career. Of course, we don't hold that against Jordan. Um, Jordan goes to the finals with – three times with the NBA's leading rebounder and Dennis Rodman. He had a great defensive player and sidekick in Scottie Pippen, and he had a legendary coach. So this is nothing away from Michael. Had Michael played 16 years, Michael would have been the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. But he didn't, and he's not. And so I think that everyone has taken this opportunity to reignite this Jordan-LeBron conversation, which to me is really tired and old. I mean, they never played – in, in the league together, Jordan retired in 03. LeBron got drafted in 03, so they had never played on the court together. And so I just think the comparison's whack, and I think that we can appreciate both. I mean, LeBron's going to be the – LeBron is the only player in the top 10 in scoring and top 10 in assists, and that will probably never happen again. He should end up – I looked it up uh, just a minute ago. 
Um, he should end up some depending on what Chris Paul does, because Chris Paul's um, got about four hundred more assists than he does. A little under about three hundred, about three hundred and twenty three hundred something assists more than he has. So LeBron should pass Gary. He will pass Gary Payton. He will pass Isaiah Thomas, and he should be right there around Oscar at sixth. Um, and so I was thinking earlier, I did this, and I was like, well, how far can LeBron go up the scoring chart? And so if LeBron averages 26 points a game next year, which is two points off of what he's averaging this year, and then he averages 24 the next year and then 22 the next year. So I'm giving a steady decline here. He'll end up at 37,351 points, which is good for second. Kareem's at like 38,300, so it's going to be very hard for LeBron to catch him. Then we got to add 300, of course, because the season's not over yet. And so LeBron's probably going to end up the second all-time leading scorer and somewhere between six and eight on the all-time assist list. And I just think those are things that we have to take into context because, like we said, we didn't have LeBron James on our top five. Either one of us had him on the top five scorers list. And then I see people on Twitter, it's like, oh, well, people just – try to throw his assist, he only averaged two assists more a game per my, than Michael Jordan. I'm like, yeah, and then take two and multiply at times how many games that, that, that they played, and yeah, it's a lot more assists. And that's not a knock on Jordan. Jordan actually averaged more assists than people think. But I think Jordan's easily the better scorer. Um, LeBron became the better three-point shooter over time, as did Jordan. Jordan got to the one-place small forward, one-place shooting guard. So Michael was able to dice and get into the game where LeBron's was more on power, and then he had to develop this step-back three. And you say Jordan was a better post player, okay, but, I mean, he was posting up guys 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, was, he, was he putting post moves on Akeem Olajuwon? Just like LeBron's not going down in the paint and dominating bigs. And so I think it's just a lot of it's based on bias. I'm from Akron, Ohio. I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but I wore this Jordan hat to prove to people that I still like Mike. Pun intended. And so, I think it's cool. I think it's good for the league. Um, it's just going to be crazy when LeBron passes Kobe because all the Kobe stands are going to come out. And listen, without Shaq, Kobe won two titles. Kobe's also lost in the finals twice. He's 5-2. and two. But he also... He's got two finals MVPs. LeBron has three. Of course, Michael has six, I think. But then we disrespect Kareem in this whole conversation because Kareem has six MVPs and six titles. And so because Kareem ended up teaming up, and see, and that's the thing, Kareem didn't team up with Magic. Kareem went to the Lakers and somehow they got the number one pick. I don't know how exactly that happened or how the draft worked back then. And so then they got Magic Johnson, who ended up being, of course, the greatest point guard of all time. And and so, like, I'm just – the Magic LeBron – I'm sorry, the Michael LeBron thing is tired. And like I said, LeBron is more comparable to Magic and the Bird. And he's got the same amount of rings as Bird. He's been to more finals. He's been to the same amount of – one finals less than Magic. But we just make it a LeBron-Michael thing. And I think that's – I think that's very short-sighted and easy for uh, for Twitter – to jump on something. Yeah, I and you just went like full out rant mode, but that's cool. I mean, I'm not against that. I did. Um, 
But yeah, I was talking with somebody last night who's technically like a Lakers fan, but and he's a Kobe. He's one of the Lakers fans. He's not like full on Kobe and blinded by the greatness of LeBron, but also because like last night all the Kobe and Michael fans were like ganging up on the LeBron fans, and I'm just sitting here like. I'm a fan of all three, so, like, it's family feud time. <laughs> like, y'all break it up. Like, it's crazy. Can we not – oh, can you not just say, hey, good job, LeBron? And so many trolls were like, but he ain't got six rings, but he did in way more games than Mike Below. It's like, who cares? It's still an accomplishment. doesn't mean he's a better scorer than Michael. Yeah, it just means that, like – why, why do we have to downgrade someone else's career just because Michael Jordan decided to retire twice and take off basically four and a half four and a half years of his career? He either played baseball or he was running whatever he was doing between 98 and 2001. And they use that as like something to knock LeBron on. But if LeBron would have left for a year and a half in the middle of his career, they'd have been like, oh, he can't take the pressure. I mean, I know Michael won three rings in a row, but it's just a different era, man, with the super teams. I mean, they built – they beat the Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors were, like, so terrified that LeBron – they weren't going to be able to beat LeBron with their three all-stars that they were like, you know what, we're going to go get Kevin Durant. And so now they have five all-stars on their roster and teams – Players were, le- were fleeing the East to get away from LeBron because instead of trying to beat LeBron, they were just like, you know what, we can't beat him. I mean, the Hawks rebuilt because of that. The Raptors got rid of their coach because of that. Boston rebuilt because of it. Detroit rebuilt because of it. Indiana broke up their entire squad. That's five teams right there that were just like, you know what, we can't beat this guy. Um, how many rebuilds have we seen? Brooklyn went out there and tried to get Paul Pierce and all those guys to beat LeBron in Miami. Couldn't beat him. You know, totally rebuilt that thing. And so we're really talking in LeBron's era about San Antonio and Golden State. And he beat San Antonio and he beat Golden State. He couldn't beat Detroit, he beat Detroit. He couldn't beat Boston, he beat Boston. He couldn't beat Golden State, he beat Golden State. He couldn't beat San Antonio, he beat San Antonio. Michael beat the Lakers after Kareem retired and a year before Magic Johnson was out of the league because of HIV. And also, he never beat the Celtics. The Celtics just fell apart when Larry Bird's back went out. The the Pistons were 10 years into their – 10 or 11 years into their dynasty when he finally beat them. And this is not a knock on Jordan. It's just let's not dispute facts. I mean, LeBron's the only superstar without an all-time great coach. Some of that's his fault. Jordan was phenomenal. But listen – we knew this was going to happen. It wasn't like, oh, wow, LeBron like surprised everybody and passed Michael on the scoring list. It's like we've known this for the past couple of years. If he averages 27, 26, he's eventually going to pass him. He's going to pass Kobe. He has a chance to pass Carl Malone, who no one ever talks about as the second leading scorer in NBA history with two MVPs and two finals appearances, only to lose to Jordan twice in two very hard six-game series. And so it's just this – Michael above everybody and this myth that Michael never lost and it's it's ridiculous it's like I like both of them I like them for different reasons I think LeBron's a better human being I think he could use more of Michael's cutthroatness but all players are different I enjoyed watch I love watching Kobe play but you know they only bring up the coach killer thing when it comes to Michael and LeBron even though Michael Magic Kobe and LeBron have all been coach killers at some point in their career
There's a reason that Phil Jackson had to come back. There's a reason that um, Pat, Pat Riley ended up getting the Lakers job. There's a reason that that Doug Collins doesn't have a championship ring and ended up being on TV for so long. Jordan got rid of him too. So let's just keep it real. Congratulations to LeBron. Michael can't come back and get the record back. He ain't coming. He ain't playing basketball no more. So why don't we just enjoy the entirety of NBA history instead of pitting players against each other? Like, why can't they all be great? Okay. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you just stole, but it's okay. It was great. You did awesome. Stole a lot of the stuff I was going to talk about. About uh, you can put a flaw in anybody's Kareem. Uh, like you said, played with Magic. Had Coach Riley. Had Worthy. Uh, and missed the playoffs two years in the prime of his career before Magic got there. Yeah, and. Then Bird didn't really beat uh, Magic, or I mean, there's all kinds of. Bird had two other Hall of Famers, uh, Mikhail and Parrish, and more. And then uh, who was another one? Michael, Scotty, and uh, Phil Jackson. Kobe had Shaq, Pau Gasol, and Phil Jackson. LeBron had D. Wade and Kyrie and Chris Bosh and Saved by Ray. I mean, on our, LeBron's could look like the Logos uh, record be like if it wasn't for Ray Allen and then that defensive sequence with him and Kevin Love. And then, then when nobody talks about the whole Kyrie. They're like, Kyrie saved him with the shot. Do we not remember where Kyrie literally threw the ball out of bounds late in the game? But luckily the refs didn't call it, and he threw it back to LeBron, and LeBron ended up, I think, getting, like, fouled or something. But late in that game, it was right after the Kevin Love defensive play. Kyrie gets out in the open floor and just throws up a one-on-four shot, and it hits the baseline. If that goes different, Warriors might go down there, Steph, or somebody hits a three, you're going to overtime, and then get against the Warriors, who knows what happens. So, that's a whole different, oh my gosh, a game seven going into overtime, just think about that. And what what if Miami would have lost game seven against the Spurs, or what if Kyrie and Kevin Love aren't hurt in the finals in 2015? Like, there's so many different ways a career would go. What if, you know, what if Jordan loses a game seven to the Knicks in one of those three-peat runs? What if you know, what if the Lakers don't survive Kobe going 8-24 and in Game 7 against the Celtics? I mean, there's so many. It's Kobe, you know, he's so clutch. And, like, that, that you, do you remember the year they lost to the Celtics in the finals when they got beat by 30 in Game 7 or Game 6? or whatever? Yeah, it was Game 6. They got destroyed by Boston. And you remember the Shaq and Kobe team that got beat by the Pistons? I mean, this is just NBA history. I mean, yeah, I mean, LeBron's final. It's, it's – it's apples and oranges, man. It's it's go go look at the teams that LeBron took to the finals, especially last year, 2007, the year that they didn't have them. I mean, really the only ones – oh, and then broke down. There's a reason LeBron left Miami. D-Wade was broke down. I mean, we're celebrating D-Wade's entire career now, but for a 
for a full playoff run, Dwayne Wade was never the same. And so we act like LeBron didn't get out in the first round his first three years. We also don't talk about how Jordan made the playoffs his first three years with losing records. And so we act like he didn't lose to them in 95. Like, we just pretend that comeback never even happened. We're just like, okay, he won three championships. He was gone for two years. He came back and played around a little bit and then won three more championships. No, they got beat 4-2 by a super young Orlando Magic team that got swept by the Rockets. And that was in the second round. So you're t- what if the Bulls, what if that Bulls team goes and plays Olajuwon in the finals? Just saying. It's and it's and it's I don't want to spend too much time on this. We have other things to get to, but listen, Jordan's the GOAT. LeBron's gonna go down as one of the greatest all around players of all time. And I think both things can exist. I mean, you make all valid points. I mean, when you're talking about it, do we both think Michael's probably the greatest basketball player of all time? Well, yes. I know I do. But like we said and you keep hammering it home that they're kind of you can knock people for certain things yes michael was six and oh but he also either didn't make the playoffs or lost in the first round things that lebron until this year probably has never done so i mean there's different ways but like i said the thing that drives me nuts is why do we have to knock someone else's greatness to bring, show someone else's greatness? Just appreciate everybody's greatness. Kobe, Michael, and LeBron are probably the three greatest basketball players of all time, and I've watched all three part of their careers. And I'm just happy I got to witness all those. Wish I got, wish I would have got to witness Magic and Bird, but I didn't. I get to watch like replays and stuff, but I mean, it's still cool. What? And nobody has, and nobody has that conversation. Who's better, Magic or Bird? We're just like we just lump them together and like Magic and Bird, great. Like no one's out here criticizing Dr. J. Like we we just forget about Kareem, like the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, that with the, that the most consistent career ever, because he was a quiet guy who didn't really like the media. So yeah, you're absolutely right. My Mount Rushmore is bigger than five. Like my Mount Rushmore is like seven or eight, and it's Kareem. And I, like we, we've had this conversation, I do it by era. It's really it's Russell and Wilt, Kareem, Magic and Bird, MJ and LeBron, and everybody else is a slight tier below for that. And you can even throw Kobe on there if you want to. But don't make sure I don't leave anybody out. So I so I say Russell and Wilt. Wilt was the most dominant. Russell was the best winner. Kareem. Was has the longest prime except for LeBron in his career, and he was great in two different teams. Then you have Magic and Bird who saved the NBA. Then you had Michael who took a global and six and zero in the GOAT. Then you had LeBron who had the most consistent career of anybody all time, and, and went to eight straight finals. And then, and then it's going to be someone else, right? And so, in that mix, you have guys that are just like Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Shaq. And I would almost even put Tim Duncan on there with five titles just because he was the ultimate team guy and the, the, the super sustained excellence of an organization built around Tim Duncan. And so then you got everyone that's like a, just a, a slight tier below. And you got guys like Steph and Durant that are going to come up and maybe 
be on that level. But it's, it's like when I talk about my hip hop route, Mount Rushmore. It's like people are still making music. It's not over. So congratulations to LeBron. Um, we'll get to the Lakers though, because uh, they super boo boo. Yeah. I mean, like you say, it's not over. There's Mount Rushmore should be bigger than five, and that's true. But at the same time, we can look at it in package. We talked about it the other day about there are certain players that get left out of the GOAT conversation because of where they fell. Like, uh, oh, who was I thinking of? Oh, Carl Malone gets kind of left out. Uh, the main one, uh, Elijah one we were talking about, because he falls in between the whole Shaq, Duncan, and then Kareem era. We're like, in between Kareem right. and then the Shaq era, he's he's kind of in there. He shows flashes, and then Michael kind of shuts him down a little bit, or the Bulls did. So that's why he gets kind of pushed aside, because he's probably one of the best scorers ever. And he gets kind of pushed. Oh, yeah. He gets pushed around because he's not on the top five all-time list, and he kind of was sandwiched in between Duncan and Shaq and Kareem. And then there's Kobe, who gets lost sometimes in between LeBron and Michael, because he's right there. Uh, who in this era do you think will be kind of sandwiched and lost in the the all-time greats? KD. I agree. I think he'll be s- s- smashed between LeBron and I guess if Harden keeps doing what he's doing, <laughs> that if he starts winning championships after this Golden State explosion, then now that boost... What if Giannis gets three MVPs and three titles? Yeah, like if Giannis start- comes out here and balls out Kevin Durant kind of gets forgotten about. Maybe not in our generation we'll forget about him, but in all time, it's like, oh, yeah, he was cool. He won an MVP and then left to join Golden State, won a couple championships with another two-time MVP. Dude, I just thought of something. Yeah? Look at LeBron's career. Lost the finals to Cleveland. Went to Miami, won two titles. Went back to Cleveland or just went to a lesser team won a championship. Now look at Kevin Durant's career. Lost the finals in Golden State to LeBron. Goes to Golden State, wins two championships. What if the only way to save Kevin Durant's legacy is for him to leave in free agency and win that legitimate title? Because he's got two. Now they're going to win it this year, so he's going to have three. He's going to have a three-peat. Actually, I'm not, I, I'm not convinced they're going to win it this year. Um, but let's just say he does that. Well, that three P, even if he's got three finals MVPs, everyone's going to say, well, you did it with a super team. That's what they said to LeBron. LeBron went back and he won that championship in Cleveland. And they were just like, huh? The only thing they could say about that was, well, Draymond Green was suspended for game five. And I'm like, I hate that. Yeah, you won 73 games. There were two games left. I know one was in Cleveland, but they won the first two games in Cleveland by a good amount of points. So that argument holds no water to me. Now, if Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, or if I mean, he ain't going back to Oklahoma City, that's done. I but think he's going if to... If he goes to the Knicks, or even to the Celtics? The Clippers is kind of the outlier because of the relationship with his uh, 
Agent and Steve Ballmer, it's very known. Especially the fact that they did that boardroom show together. It's very known that he possibly signed with the Clippers. And if I'm him, I go sign with the Clippers. And if you really want to put a, what is that, feather in your cap, go win a championship for the Clippers in L.A., in Staples, while LeBron's in L.A. Don't go get, don't. Now, if you can go and go get you a mid-level star, not a Kyrie, but like somebody who's an, a verge all-star every year, that's not like a super, super, super star, but not like a joke either. Like, go get you some good, good stars that aren't like superstars, like maybe a John Wall or a, a Bradley Beal, somebody like that that's a star, but not like the goat of the league right now. You know what I mean? Like a Giannis or something like that. If he can get a mid-level star, like kind of like LeBron. Not... Go ahead. I just don't think that's KD's thing. I think KD, if he goes to the Clippers, is only going to go there if he thinks Kawhi's going there. I think that the super team thing, and, and, and I don't think that's a super team, really. I just think that Kawhi takes pressure off him defensively. And then, then they would have to get one of those third pieces. Because, I mean, that's why the Clippers traded Tobias Harris and got rid of all their bad contracts. Not because they were trying to tank. They were like, hey, let's try to win. But we know we're not going to win the championship this year. So let's stay relevant. But let's clear enough cap space so that if some guys want to come, then, I mean, can you think Doc Rivers coaching Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard? I mean, like the Lakers would have to get – the Lakers, they might get left out in all this. I've I, – how about we just roll this into our NBA talks if we're already on it? Yeah, I, I was trying to think of a way to segue in. Uh, but for sure, I mean, the Clippers, even though they got rid of all that cap space, they have a four-game lead in the standings with, like, 16 games left. I mean, Sacramento plays well, but, I mean, four games, you're you're hoping, let's say, let's say the Clippers go 10-6. and six. So now you got to go 14-2. and two. Just to tie them, and you might not even have the tiebreaker. No, not gonna happen. Yeah. You think all four games, sixteen, you can like eight and eight. Yeah, but then the Clippers are tied with San Antonio, who's like San Antonio's tied in the win column with Utah, and so is Clippers. So it's like the Clippers could be the third seed. That's. They won't. I know, but I'm saying they're only like two games back of the third seed right now, and they don't have a superstar. Their best player is Patrick Beverly. Just kidding. He's their best defensive player. Lou Williams is probably their best player. Like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, I looked at the Spurs' schedule. I mean, I've got them going at least eleven and five. So the Lakers, the Lakers are done, bro. There's this. Yeah, they're like six and a half back. They, they. Yeah, and it's not even that they're six and a half back. They lost to the Suns. They lost to the Grizzlies. They lost to some. They lost to the Pelicans. Like they lost to a bunch of teams they shouldn't have lost to. And then of course they beat the Rockets. But then they're probably going to lose to the Celtics. Um, this whole thing's just. The Lakers are bad, but here's the other thing no one's talking about. They're like, 
And, and it all goes back to the, well, LeBron, if he's the best player in the world, should be able to win despite anything. It's, dude, Lonzo Ball's been out. Ingram just was out of the lineup. Tyson Chandler, I mean, when they got hit by the injury bug, they got hit. They don't got a, a coach that's suited for that roster. Management decided they were just going to get all these dudes who couldn't shoot. And so, and then they don't play defense. And then the whole AD trade blew up in their face. But enough about the Lakers. Um, I want to kind of bounce around the West a little, little bit, um, which obviously we can't say too much because we don't know until the end of the season. Like what the, cause I think the, I think the West is all about matchups. Yeah. In my opinion, it's going to be in the East is going to be Milwaukee and Toronto. As long as they hold the number one and number two seed, I just think that those teams are both too good. Um, it's only two games tonight. They both kind of suck. Um, but let me so, let me let me kind of give us a format here because we're gonna kind of bounce around and be kind of like random. Sorry, people, but hey, it's good sports talk. I'm I'm deep serious. It's good sports talk. But uh, let me give you a little like background. All right, so we can speculate. Let's speculate. Maybe all right. This team might play well. This team might play well. Blah blah blah. Like Golden State, for instance, isn't playing well right now. Just plain and simple. Let's just say things like that. Let's not like compare teams too much in the playoffs because, like you said, we don't know the order. Any, I mean, we won't know the order probably till the last two games of the season. Oh yeah. So we'll, let's do that. Let's not get into like oh who we think's gonna go. Let's not do that. Let's table all that till we get there. Uh, but let me pull my standings up. I kind of know what they are like. Uh. The number one overall seed, I think, possibly is still is down to just. But then I say it's down. To, it's down to five teams. Let me put it that way. The Clippers aren't getting the number one seed. Spurs aren't. I mean, there's a way that the Portland Trailblazers could sneak in. The only three teams that I really think could get it are the Rockets, Nuggets, and the Warriors. Yeah, and the Rockets are five back with sixteen to go. So that but, would probably take. Golden State, you know, going like twelve and t- no, that's not right. Like they need to go like nine and seven or something like that. But Houston has been on a roll. They're the they're playing fun basketball. They're exciting to watch. It depends on their schedule. Uh, let me look at Houston's schedule and let's see how. 76ers, Mavericks, Hornets. Warriors, they could pick a game up there. Suns, Timberwolves, Hawks, Grizzlies. There's a stretch right there where they might not lose a game. Maybe the Warriors. I mean, they will, but there's a, they got a stretch here where, but they do end with Bucks, Rockets. I mean, Bucks, Rockets, Bucks, Nuggets, and Kings. But they do have a lull there where they. I mean, it's see. I mean, they're hot right now, man. They're twenty-two and nine at home. Well, the Warriors have the they play at home against the Nuggets, and they got the Suns, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Spurs, Timberwolves, Pacers, Mavericks, Pistons, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Hornets. So there's a couple of losses there. They got then they got the Cavs, the Nuggets again. The Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. So I just 
Now, now the, the bigger question is, is so I think tomorrow the Nuggets play at the Warriors. If the Nuggets win that game, they're tied for the number one seed. They technically would have the number one seed, I think, because they might have a tiebreak. I don't know how they played so far. But I am, that might be crazy. The number one overall seed might come down to a tiebreaker. And you know who owns the tiebreaker of a Golden State? Who? The Rockets. They have done nothing but beat their crap out of Golden State. Oh, but yeah, this is why I think Golden State or Houston will win that because in April, the Nuggets play the Warriors, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers, the Jazz, and then the Timberwolves. Oh. And then going into that game, they've got they play the Wizards, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. So Denver's Denver's not out of the woods yet. There's there's seven game lose. Yeah. And nine and seven is ugh. I mean the Rockets have been hot lately. But my thing is with the Rockets are so inconsistent that I'm not really too threatened by them. But Going back to the standings, I mean, well, you, you said we were going to talk about that at a different time, but it's going to be interesting once we get to the matchups. Um, the East is – it's like nobody nobody wants to take the number three seed away from Indiana. It's Philadelphia just lost to the Bulls. And so if Boston figures this out, they might want to be careful because Boston might come up there and snatch that home court advantage away, and that changes the whole dynamic in the East. Like I said, anybody below five, I get kissing the Pistons and – Whoever, whatever one of them teams are, um, so it, it's it's been a good NBA season though. Hey, don't look now. The Pistons are the hottest team in the East. Are they now? They're eight and two in their last ten games. Yeah, Milwaukee hit kind of a rough stretch. Toronto. Had a good win against Portland, but then lost to Houston when they had a lead in, I believe, the fourth quarter. Man, I I was telling you, I watched that game against Portland from beginning to end, and I really like Toronto. Uh, I'm not going to give a – like, I think they're going to go to the finals, but I really like where Toronto's at right now. They're two and a half back in Milwaukee, but I think it's Milwaukee's to lose the number one overall seed. Toronto's kind of sitting nice and pretty at that two seed. It's just, can Philadelphia and Boston put enough together to catch Indiana is kind of the real factor here. Because I don't think Detroit's catching anybody. They're kind of snug in that six, but Brooklyn's right there. Uh, Orlando, Miami, and Charlotte are all within a game of each other. And don't look now, but the uh, Wizards are only three games out. <laughs> Here's the thing about Milwaukee, bro, and I know, like, real quick, this is my last probably off preview thing. Milwaukee's nightmare is the Philadelphia and Boston keep the four and five seed because then they've got to play one of them in the second round, whereas Toronto would have to play the winner of Indiana, Detroit. So Toronto could easily walk to the conference finals. It's weird how it's set up that way, how the one gets to play the four or the five. But the, that that's why Milwaukee Milwaukee really needs Indiana to slip into that fourth seed. But it doesn't really matter, I mean, because they're going to have to play. I mean, the conference semifinals should be if Indiana gets bumped out, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston. 
but I'm not really sure anybody wants to see Indiana because they just keep winning. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I honestly am starting to put Nate McMillan into my coach of the year conversation. If he finishes, because this team could have fell apart after Oladipo went down. Yeah. If this team keeps it together and gets that number three seed, he's got to be coach of the year. Because can you name any other team other than maybe uh, Dan D'Antoni in Houston that had this kind of turnaround? They didn't have a turnaround. They kept face. I mean, and then there's Doc Rivers who kept face after he, your best player either goes down or gets traded, and you keep face. Like you don't lose your spot. I mean, Houston was what, like eleven and seventeen or something crazy like that. They were the second worst team in the conference, and then Harden just was like, "Hey guys, let me tighten up my backpack and y'all hop on, because I'm about to." And they rode Harden for months or weeks. I mean, a couple months, and he just like 30, 35 games or whatever, and they were like twenty-eight and seven or some craziness like that. Like they balled. Yeah, another thing about Indiana, too, is they went from the seventh seed to the fifth seed last year. So, they get the third seed. It's like they're just steadily improving. I mean, um, I'm with you. Uh, this is good for their team because when Ol- Ol- Oladipo comes back next year, that team's going to be cold. Oh, yeah. The eat, man, the NBA is balanced. I don't care what anybody says. There's about I'd say eight or nine teams from both sides like I could presumably somehow make the conference finals you have Golden State Denver Houston Oklahoma City and then in the east you could you could go Milwaukee Toronto Philadelphia Boston and Indiana if they get a if Indiana gets a lucky bounce in one of those east, one of those four or five things, I mean, Indiana, I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting. Now, I only think a couple of teams can possibly win the title. Yeah. I think that's Golden State, Milwaukee, or Toronto. Um, Philadelphia and Boston, maybe, just because they have – I mean, that's the thing. There's so much talent in the east. It's just – I want to see what this looks like. Like I said, I want to look. I want to see what this looks like when it gets to the playoffs, because everyone is sick of the regular season at this point. Everyone's just ready to get to the playoffs, or if you're trash, you're ready to get home and be off for a couple months. So it'll be interesting. I think that, that this is good for the NBA. So, uh, lastly, we're almost wrapping this up. I want to talk about maybe the lottery. Like some of these, like Cleveland's won, Phoenix won like four in a row or some craziness, like four out of like six or something crazy like that. Uh, they've gotten hot lately, and Chicago and Atlanta battled it out. They balled two games back to back, and then it gets kind of tight where it's like <laughs> Dallas, Washington, and Memphis are only separated by one game. Uh, and then Chicago, if they go on a losing streak and Cleveland wins, they'll end up being the top three. And then if you're Cleveland, you don't want that. You want to make up some injury for Kevin Love if y'all start flirting with Chicago. So that's why I was trying to tell somebody the other day about the Phoenix win. It doesn't matter. As long as they don't let Chicago catch them, as long as they're in the top three, their, their chances of getting the number one overall pick are all the same. 
Right, because right now the Knicks are 13 and 52, the Suns are 15 and 51, and the Cavs are 16 and 49. Um, with anywhere from 17 to 16 games between those teams, uh, Chicago's 19 and 47. They just won last night. Atlanta, I think Atlanta, I think it's going to be Cleveland, Phoenix, and New York. I think those are going to be the top three. But you know, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't actually mean too much. It's just all about those ping pong balls. Yeah. And then you talk about who so, who goes one, two. Uh, I think Zion's still in the one. But depending on who gets there, I really think R.J. Barrett is solidifying himself as the two because of the way he's been playing. Cam Reddish is like ghost, man. Averaging on like 10 points a game, you know, five games without Zion. And R.J. Barrett's averaging like 29 and a half or something crazy like that. Averaging like 29, 7, and 7 without Zion Williamson. And I'm just like – there's his resume like hey i'm the number two overall pick maybe maybe depending on the team if you're ballsy enough depending on who you got at each position you draft rj barrett instead of zion williamson if you want to get fired but i mean you can make the case he's balling but that being said i mean think about it phoenix they don't need if they get the number two overall pick they might go point guard so it doesn't matter because do they really need another shooting guard slash small forward when you got Booker out here dropping 40 points? No. Cleveland. You got Booker and Josh Jackson. Yeah. Cleveland needs the one or – it doesn't really matter if they get one, two, or three if Phoenix hits the two because then R.J. Barrett might be sitting there at three and they're just like, hey, yeah, R.J. Barrett, Sexton, Kevin Love, let's go. That team might mess around and make the nice little thing. That team might mess around and make the playoffs next year. Well, don't they have like a? They have several draft picks. Um, I don't know how many. Only one in the first round, I think, this year. But um, no, I I think they get Houston's first round pick if I remember correctly. Let's see. Well, we'll figure it out at some point. When we get close to the draft, we'll definitely know all this stuff. But you, I'm going to wrap this thing up real fast. You have been listening or watching The Kicker and the Outlaw on the Rehab Sports Guys Network. For the Outlaw, Jesse James, I'm The Kicker. Peace out. See y'all next week.